The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Uh, actually, today is Reverend Coleman's birthday. She would have been 95 years old today, so I just wanted to make sure that we just stop and acknowledge the powerful impact that this woman of God uh, gave to and made in the world. You know, I often say, I don't know where my life would be if she did not cross my path. So I just want to just take a moment to stop and acknowledge her powerful presence in my life and in the lives of countless others. Also want to acknowledge that today is Ash Wednesday and in some new thought traditions, including at Christ Universal Temple and at Universal Foundation for Better Living, we use an acronym for Lent and we say let's eliminate negative thinking because where people are trying to give up chocolate and pop and all of those things which can be you know beneficial if that's what you need to do for your health and new thought it's more important for us to realize that we always have to let go of the thoughts the beliefs the concepts the ideologies the paradigms that uh that bind us and keep us from expressing our full christ potential so i want you to Take a moment today after the show and really ask yourself, what type of thoughts and beliefs do you need to eliminate so you can fully express your own true Christ potential? Just think about it, because I think that that can be very beneficial to the transformation of your consciousness, i.e. truth transforms. Now, we're continuing our series titled The Ambassadors of Light, and today We have a powerhouse on the call. We have today as a guest, a new thought author and speaker, Terry McBride. How are you doing there, Terry? Good. How are you, Galen? Excellent. Excellent. First of all, let me just state that this is a privilege. You know how I feel about you. You know, you're the man. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I I feel a deep sense of connection to you. You know, we've only met, you know, a, a officially last year at the INTA Congress. But, you know, I feel as though that we're definitely kindred spirits in the sense that, you know, we vibe, you know, 
you know, you know, sometimes when you meet a soul, a soul meets another soul, you just know, you know what? They're connected. And, you know, so I, I, I feel as though this will be the, the first of many times we work together to help spread this new thought message. So thank you for saying yes. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way about you, you know, after, you know, listening to some of your shows on Unity FM and just, you know, your presentation at INTA and, and how we related. It's like there are some people who study this stuff and other people who, who know how to grow corn with this stuff. That's what my <laughs> uncle used to say. He does just re- Can you grow corn with this philosophy? That's what he always used to say. Yes, yes. You know, yes. and you know how to do that. You know, it's a practical application. All right, so how do you use this stuff? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, just so the audience can get familiar with you, can you tell the audience? And I know your your testimony is is is, is long, but it, you know, you know the the footnotes version at least. Can you tell the audience about your healing t- testimony and your exposure to new thought? So when when I was 23, I had a spinal fusion. I had hurt my back working construction. I had a spinal fusion during surgery or shortly thereafter. Somehow my spine got infected with the E. coli bacteria. And E. coli is a bad bug, and this was almost 50 years ago. And uh, it, it spread up and down my spine, went into my pelvic area, and the abdomen, ate holes in the colon. And so uh, uh, it, it it was a huge uh, problem, and the night of the sixth, and the only way to get a coli out was to cut it out. So uh, over 11 years, I had 27 cutting out procedures, debridements. I had a colostomy where they diverted my bowels because the lower end of the colon was just eaten up, had holes in it. And I have letters from some of the finest doctors in the world to the insurance company who was paying for the whole thing. Um, that said what I had was not curable. I'd let, be left with significant permanent disability. I'd probably have the colostomy the rest of my life. And in, in a nutshell, what I did over 11 years, health where they said it was impossible, where it would be a miracle to get well. What they said was, you cannot expect to come whole, and that's why the name of my book is The Hell I Can't. And, and what the book does is journey my discovery of these truth principles, you know, behind the idea of all things are possible if only you believe. And so uh, what I did was uh, during that 11 years, I got to study these processes, these ideas, and, and more importantly, how do I implement them? How can I grow corn with this stuff? How can I use these spiritual principles, these ideas, this self-image psychology stuff, how can I use it to create wellness where the doctors say there's only going to be disease? And and my book is the the, the story of my journey of creating health. Yes, yes. You and know, so, I, I, and, and what I decided was I'm going to teach. You know, in the middle of that, I decided I'm going to, when I get well, I'm going to teach people how they can create what they want in their lives. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, I, I love the title of the book, The Hell I Can't. And, you know, if you can just briefly um, tell the story about the psychologist who was trying to get you to conform and accept what was going on, that it was no hope, that it was no possibility, even though um, you were being exposed to this new thought philosophy. You, that was a, in the book. It talks about that being a pivotal moment in my 
discovery and application of these principles. You know, I was about four or five years into the surgeries and uh, probably at about 14 or 15 surgeries, and they sent me to him, and that's where he had these letters from the doctors to the insurance company. And what he was trying to do was say, look, Terry, you need to accept your human limitations. You know, you need to take off your rose-colored glasses. Here's the reality that you can expect in your life. And and it was about, a, I don't know, a 45-minute discussion. And out of that discussion, what I realized was I need to use these principles. I, I need to quit just studying and talking about them, and I need to use them, because he came up with some really good points. Um, he kept, when when he would read these letters, say, this is what so-and-so says, and I would say, I'm not my, I, I don't have to believe like you guys. I'm reading these books, and these books say there's a part of me that's not sick. These books say there's a part of me that's not afraid. And what these books say is that if I can get in touch with that aspect of me, if I can really own that who I am is this this facet of me that's not sick, that's not afraid, these books say from there I can learn how to create reality rather than face reality. And he said, Terry, that's your ego talking. So what I got to do real early in in my life was take a look at how did these, what does it mean as you believe, so shall it be done unto you? What does it mean that all things are possible if only you believe they are? What What was Jesus getting at when he said, whatever you ask for in prayer, believing you shall have it, you shall have it. And what I did was... Uh, in those 11 years, learn how to take charge of my belief system, learn how to take charge of my consciousness. And so that's where I focus. I focus on assisting people to create a new belief system, create a new reality. Beautiful, what, beautiful. Go what, ahead, you were ta- what you were talking about earlier uh, in your opening, where you were thought, talking about the importance of taking control of our thoughts and beliefs, uh, you mentioned that one of the things to do is to look at what thoughts and beliefs you need to eliminate. Where I and and you also mentioned that you need to take a look at your thoughts and and beliefs and which what I would get to is which thoughts and beliefs do you want to embrace? Uh-huh. Right. If you're looking at what do I need to fix about myself, the list goes on and on forever. There's always right. a new list, and so. What I think what Jesus brought to the human race was you get to start right where you are and begin to create new beliefs, begin to move to what you do want instead of just dealing with what you don't want and putting out fires. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that. And, you know, even and you just reminded me normally when we teach the let's eliminate negative thinking, Reverend Coleman would tell us that we fast from negative thinking and we feast on the truth about God, on abundance, on health, on peace, on love, on joy, because we can't just focus on what we don't want because the law of mind action states uh, that thoughts held in mind produce after their own kind. So if I'm only thinking about what I don't want, that's all I'm going to get. Exactly. More of the same. Yeah, because what I, one of the things that, now, now remember, these are all my, how I put it together in my 20s and 30s, you know, years old, facing insurmountable health challenges. 
So quite honestly, I wasn't interested in developing a deep relationship with my spiritual nature. I didn't care about that. I, I wanted to be able to go to the bathroom the way I used to go to the bathroom instead of in a plastic bag. So my approach to the spiritual principles wasn't about using them so I could get enlightened. I wanted to learn how to use these spiritual principles so I could get what I wanted. I wanted to be able to produce the results that I wanted. And how I began to look at the the Christian philosophy, you know, we in, in metaphysics say there are many paths to enlightenment. But I think what Jesus brought to the human race was the idea that you can use these principles and make your life so wonderful that you experience your relationship with God through the quality of your human existence. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, so for me, Christianity and the teachings of Jesus aren't about an out, having an out-of-body experience of being one with God. You get to have an in-body experience of being one with God. You get to look in the mirror and go, oh, my God, who must I be to have a body that's this healthy at 71 years old when I went through all of this disease? Who must I be? And the answer is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. This is what I think Charles Fillmore, the founder of Unity, is getting at when he talks about you can only know as much as you can demonstrate. That the theory that you're holy and that God is all there is, is that's just theory. You've got to go prove this theory about who you are. You've got to prove it to yourself. And the right. way you prove it to yourself is through using these principles on your priorities and your aspirations. Absolutely, absolutely. Matter of fact, I was just teaching in one of my classes on Monday night how Myrtle Fillmore uh, received her healing. You know, originally Charles Fillmore wasn't interested in it. Mm-hmm. They both heard the, the early, you know, Christian metaphysician. I think his name was Mister Weeks. And what ended up happening was she started having this revelation that that. She, her body is the substance of God and her body has the life of God flowing in it, but it can be intelligently directed. That, and that was something that she realized. She said, okay, what separates us from the quote-unquote lower forms of life? The fact that we have conscious intelligence. Therefore, we can speak to the life and speak to the substance of the body. And she talked and praised and loved her body into health exactly. years before Charles Fillmore did it. And then when he learned how, then you hear the stories about him, you know, growing part of his leg, you know, you know, it was smaller mm-hmm. than the other one and et cetera. And all that went along with his healing process. And I think these are the things that we are now discovering what you discovered, uh, you know, 50 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, and what the Fillmore's were talking about over 100 years ago in Quimby, and obviously Jesus, almost 2,000 years ago, is that there's an aspect within us that's already whole and complete. And it's our realization of that aspect of ourselves, our spiritual nature, that makes us whole. You know, as I've, I've told many people, in courses, you know, God isn't in you. And I think I might have said that at the, when you heard me speak. God isn't in you uh-huh. like a raisin is in raisin bread. God yeah. is in you like water is in wet. You know, to try to get people to not think of God is in me. 
See, because that's still separation. There's a me yeah. and then there's a God instead of it being God is expressing as me. And the, the what is true about God is true about me, irrespective of what's actually appearing right now. Now, I I appreciate that, and I go debate and talk about those kinds of ideas. But I'll tell you, where the rubber meets the road, far as I'm concerned in unity, is what you just said. What Myrtle says, you need to intelligently direct your body. Mm-hmm. And, and that's more than just saying, body, you're holy. Right. I know a lot of holy. When I was sick, there were a lot of holy people that died, and they had yeah. bad, ugly deaths. Now, I'm not saying death is bad, but some of these people were 35-year-old mothers with three children. Mm-hmm. So just loving God and embracing the wonder of humanity and the allness of everything, thats that may bring you a great deal of peace, but it might not heal your body. What's going to heal your body is intelligently directing your body to heal. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. where the that's where the spiritual principles from my perspective come in. How do I how do I use this? How do I wake up in joy? Right. How do I heal my body? How do I uh, uh, I just had a uh, a hernia operation. And before the operation I was reading again a bunch of the articles I have that said if you're going to go into surgery, if you role play the surgery and how it's going to go, your body will follow along. So, in other words, you go talk to your uh, uh, circulatory system and say, look, when they go do this surgery, you're going to bleed, but you're only going to bleed enough to cleanse the wound, and then you're going to stop bleeding. And and this article that was talking about it said when people do that simple visualization, they have like a, a significantly less blood loss than if they don't do that. Mm, and yes. so these are the things that when... W- when what what I love about Johnny Coleman's approach to the unity philosophy and the teachings of Jesus is that she was absolutely about you got to use this stuff. I mean, the lapel pin she had was it works if you work it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So going in going into surgery, just saying I am one with God and God's going to handle this surgery may not do anything. But if you go into the surgery telling your body how it's going to handle the pain, how it's going to handle the blood loss, you can take control of your bodily functions. Absolutely. You can, you can take control of your immune system. You can take control of your white blood system. The, 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 this is We live in this wonderful, intelligent body, and we can learn to direct it. And Absolutely. That's, and that's what I teach. I'm into... Uh, helping people get what they want because you can not only take charge of the the internal processes within the body and have a, a your body work how these principles work is you can take charge of your consciousness and also take charge of the outer circumstances in your life Absolutely. Terry, I'm going to have to pause just here for a moment because I want this good stuff. We have to take our first break. I'm looking at the time. I want to let people know if they want to call in, they can ask you a question at 888-558-6489. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. 
you can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I want to remind everyone that as you have freely received, please freely give. You can go on to the Unity Online Radio website and click on the donate button to help support this show and shows like it on Unity Online Radio because we want to make sure that we can spread this ministry as far and as wide as we possibly can. The world is waiting for our message, so let's make sure that we get it out there. If you're listening to this show later via iTunes or Stitcher, make sure you go to unity.fm. Open it up, open up the page, click on the donate button and support it. Remember, this is a form of ministry and, you know, ministry is great, but we need money to to produce ministry. You know, we live in a three dimensional world. So as we produce prosperity, as we produce the things that we need to do, as we uh, as we come together in collective consciousness and collective resources, we can help be the agents of change for this world because the world, I really believe, 
is waiting for the new thought message because we have a message that affirms the wholeness of God in you, through you, as you. What better message in the world can you give than telling people that they are literally an individualized expression of God? Now, we have a caller on the line, Janine. How are you, Janine? Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for the show. Thank you. Thank you. And Janine, um, I know you do some different things with the shows as well. Could you let people know who you are? Uh, my name is Janine Burns. I have a TV show called Spirituality Rocks TV, and my mission is similar to yours, to empower people to uncover their divine nature and live from the awareness of their oneness with God. Beautiful, beautiful. Do you have a question for Terry? You know what? Yeah, I read Terry's book, and I, I love Terry's book. Uh, he wrote about uh, it's more than just positive thinking, and he talked about having a statement of being. That's a quote, statement of being, and I would like to hear more specifically about this statement of being, please. Hi, Janine. How are you? Hey, Terry, good to hear from you. I want to hear about your statement of being. <laughs> okay, so what what you prefaced it was where I said that it's more than just thinking positive. Positive thinking is good, but uh, quite honestly, a lot of times positive thinking is not tied to reality. Somebody's going in for surgery and it's a real important surgery and they're doing positive thinking going, I'm healthy, I'm the child of God, I do not inherit disease, which may not relate uh, you know, specifically to what is going on right here, right now. So when I was sick, uh, what you're referring to the statement of being was, I needed to be able, as I'm looking at how do I take charge of my mind, what I realized was I need to be able to have what's going on in my now be going on. You know, I don't want to deny that I'm sick, but I don't want that to be the foundation for how I'm approaching my life. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So so I wrote this statement of being when I was sick, and this is how it goes. It, it, it reads, as I move into this time of creation, I feel the power of something bigger than me moving with me, supporting me, empowering me. I know that all things are possible. And as I explore how I am going to create the healing I desire, I will notice this support and acknowledge it. I know that I do not have to figure this out all at once. All I have to do is begin right where I am and consciously choose to move towards what I want. And it goes on a little more. The purpose of that was every day I would read that in the morning, I would read it in the afternoon, I'd read it in the evening. I wanted to begin to create a context that supported some specifics. One, I wanted to begin to believe that this health challenge wasn't just a, oh, ain't it awful. It was a time of me learning and a time of creation. So that's the first sentence. As I move into this time of creation, I wanted to believe that I was not alone. It wasn't just me, this sick little young man. There was a power backing me up. I wasn't sure how all that was going to work yet because I was just starting in this but i how i languaged it was i feel the power of something bigger than me moving with me supporting and empowering me i wanted that was that i wanted to begin to believe that i wasn't alone god was backing me up but i couldn't 
at that time say God because I had so much God stuff. So I languaged it, something bigger than me, which allowed me to relate to the higher power. So what I was doing with that ideal scene was exactly what Galen was talking about when he said that Johnny talked about moving to what you want. Don't just eliminate negative thoughts. Start putting in the positive thoughts that you want to have. And so that was what my statement of being was. It was sort of a a, a ground of being for how I'm going to approach my life. And if you, you know, if somebody writes and goes and thinks about that, it has different points. That this is a time of creation. I'm not alone. I know all things are possible. And I don't have to figure this out all at once. So what it did was support me in the journey of discovery. So that's how I would do that statement of being. Wow. And uh, talk about taking control. I can see what you were referencing earlier and how that makes so much sense. Thank you. You're welcome. Good to talk for you there. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You. And thanks so much for the show, Galen. I'm going to put it up on uh, the Facebook page. It's fantastic. Thank yeah, you. And, I appreciate and, and that. You ought, make sure you mention what is, what is, how do they get that? What's the link to that? So, the so, link on the Facebook page is uh, Spirituality Rocks TV. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm going to start putting Galen's show up each week. Now that I know Good. about it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate so, it. I'm loving your show. I was listening to past episodes. It's fantastic. Thanks, Galen. Thank you. God bless. I'll see you, hopefully, see you in uh, at the Bye. INTA Congress. All right. I'll God see bless. you then. Looking forward. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Terry. So I have a couple of other questions I really want to get to because I know we don't have a lot of time. And I really want to ask you a question that just kind of came to mind while you were speaking to Janine and you said, as I create this healing, because I think that that's a statement that for some people, they can't wrap their brains around that they're responsible for the healing or the prosperity, whatever. Cause we even like to put it on God. Well, you know, God did God, et cetera. And, but you said, I, I create, could you give us a little background on that? For me, I started reading the self-help books with psychocybernetics, where he said we all have the self-image and all of our attitudes, beliefs, and opinions, even our abilities, are always consistent with our self-image. And so what I took that was my ability for my body to heal is consistent with my self-image about that. And so what as I was moving into this, Using spiritual principles to get well, what I really came to, Galen, was uh, I control the power of God. I mean, as I'm wrestling all this stuff, reading about it, the psychiatrist is telling me that's your ego talking, that's your this. What I came to was what Jesus brought to the human race was this. You do not have to change for the infinite power of creation to back up your belief system, it already does. That's what he meant by, as ye believe, so shall it be done unto you. Yes. He, Jesus never talked about God's plan for you. Most of the God's plan for you is the Old Testament. The God in the New Testament that Jesus talked about wasn't into his plan for you. Over and over, Jesus says, 
It's done as you believe. Your faith has made you whole. He never said, whatever you ask for in prayer, believing you shall have it, you shall have it, unless God's got a bigger plan for you. He didn't say that. We do. Mm. So, we so begin to doubt our absolute authority, and but that's what he brought. You already have absolute authority. You're already holy. He said, no, you're not your sons and daughters of the Most High, and you're already powerful. It's already done as you believe. And so all that's left is take charge of your belief system. Yes, yes. I remember reading years ago in the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary under the definition Christ on page 150, where he, uh, Charles Fillmore writes about Jesus affirming the truth of who he was and the Father affirmed it. And he says, then you can do the same. That's the gist of it, that if Jesus knew and affirmed I am the Christ, son of the living God, and what that meant in his own realization, that we would have to do the same, that yes. the principle backs it up. Um, you know, one of uh, Reverend Coleman's, and I'm sure you probably know him as well, uh, 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 one of her good friends was a man named Frank Richelieu. I think he's retired. He's retired now. Mm-hmm. And he's a science of mind minister, and he wrote a book years ago. It's out of print now, and the title was The Universe Always Says Yes. Yep, I got that book. I knew Frank yeah. wrote quite well. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I love the title. The universe always says yes, because, you know, we're looking at these things, oh, if it's God's will and, and et cetera, et cetera. And, and what I try to explain to some students when this question comes up is we have to be comfortable living in the paradox. There's an aspect of God as wisdom that surely can guide us in the right action without a shadow of a doubt as we as we learn to get still and listen to the whisperings of the still small voice and can direct us, it can Lord knows keep us out of trouble and guide us into the things that we need to do. Yet there's another aspect of it that says concerning the works of my hands, command you me. And, <laughs> and we forget that part of it that we're supposed to, as Myrtle would say, intelligently direct the life and substance of God. And you know, Ernest Holmes says, you know, um, you know what it is, you know, and, and there's this power, basically, the gist of it. And this is how you work it. Uh, yep. I, I, one of my favorite statements is from uh, Reverend Ike when he says, tell your mind what to think. Tell your feelings how to feel and tell your body how to react. Because yep. in that statement, he was saying you have to take conscious control. But do you really believe you're that free? And this is the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Excuse me. This, that, do you really believe you're free? This is what both Charles and uh, the the co-founder of Unity and uh, Ernest Holmes, the the founder of Science of Mind, both of them and talk about you can only know as much as you can demonstrate. Uh In other words, you have to prove this to yourself. And so what... What our churches offer people is where we can come together in a spiritual family and talk the tough questions. I mean, Charles Fillmore says the, on, on page uh, 71 of the Unity Treasure Chest, he's talking about, so where do we start? And he says, the way to do this is the way Jesus did it. He acknowledged himself to be the son of God. The attainment of Christ consciousness calls for nothing less on our part than a definite recognition of ourselves as the sons and daughters of God, right here, right now, regardless of appearances to the contrary. 
What that means is when I say I healed my body, I'm not talking about the small self or the ego. I'm talking about the Christ that Terry McBride is, the unique expression of the spirit of life that Terry McBride is. That when you own that who you are is a spiritual being, you get to move into your life with one having authority. And what do you have authority over? Your mind and your body. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, you know, when you say things like that, the, the people who don't agree with it, they just look you with this blank look and say, who do you think you are? That's what the psychiatrist was. He was a loving, caring man. He studied disease and how to deal with it. I was studying wellness and how to create it. And they're not the same things. Learning how to deal with your disease is not the same as learning how to, you know, take charge of your ability and create health and wellness. Right, right. And I'm in in the metaphysical movement. We got so much out there where we're giving up our power and accepting that we can't, don't have any power over this. We need to accept the things we cannot change, you know. And it's it's like uh, I think the metaphysical movement is getting watered down. Yes, I'm having a little static, Carrie. I don't know. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, yeah, for whatever reason, I got got some static at that point. I don't know what's going on. Could you repeat what you just said, please? Hello? The the part about what I was getting at is that it's done as we believe. No? Yeah. So what what was, I'm, I'm not sure what I was pressing. Okay, what to call it? I'm I'm getting a little bit of feedback from Jeff. Um, okay, my mic. Okay, or your mic? that might be your mic. Is your, is your mic plugged in? I apologize, listeners. Yeah, is, is it possible you could plug it into the charger? No, I'm just plugged in now. Is it working? Yeah, it sounds clear now. Yes. All right, good. So what? What the, for me the the key in this metaphysics stuff is that are is somebody taking charge of their mind? I have people come after my workshops and they'll go, "I've got this health challenge. How do I heal it? What do I need to do about that?" And I say, uh, "How long have you been in metaphysics? Oh, you know, six, five years, whatever it is." And I say, "How much time did you spend yesterday on this challenge? None. How much the day before? None." And I said, and so you're asking me what you need to do? I mean, how many times have you asked that question? The real key is, are you doing what you think you need to do? This is what Johnny Coleman, the example you get, when you had that thing in your neck, and Johnny said, go fix it, and you worked at it, and you worked at it, and you weren't sure how to do it, and you worked at it, and finally you healed it, didn't you? Yes, absolutely. I I still remember that day. She was on my case. (laughs) Exactly. Because she was forcing you to figure out how you need to heal it, how you do need to apply these principles in this specific instance to get the results you want. And that's what I love about your ministry is that you continue to empower people to go within, to become their own teachers. And to begin to look within for the information. And what happens as you continue to do that is you figure out your own path. Yes. yes. And that's yes. what I did. I figured out how to get well. And it, it 
People come and say, how did you get well? And I said, it isn't important how I get well. What's important is how did I use these principles to figure out from my point of view what I needed to do? Because then you, your, your, your listeners, can begin to use these tools to figure out for themselves what they want, what they think they need to do to get it, how to stay on track with their mental and emotional environment, and how to use prayer and thanksgiving and visualization to create that knowing within their mind. It's this process of integrating the tools of choice and taking charge of your creative mind. All right. We're going to take our last break, Terry, and give people an opportunity to call in if they need to for this last portion. 888-558-6489. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Have you seen Unity Magazine lately? There's a new editor, a fresh new look, and now Unity Magazine has gone digital. Print subscribers, you can access Unity Magazine for free from your computer or mobile device. Non-subscribers can buy single digital issues through Google Play, Amazon, and the Apple Store. Sign up at our website and let Unity Magazine become your favorite digital resource for spirituality and inspiration. To learn more, visit unitymagazine.org slash digital. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back with Truth Transforms. We have a caller on the line, Reverend Bobby. Are you there? I am here. How are you? Reverend Galen, how are you, Terry? I'm good, Bobby. Um, in, 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 in the overcoming and the workingness of things and the, um, focus we have to take, uh, in, I guess, blotting out things to the contrary to that, which we are attempting to focus. Uh, if if you have one thing we could do to help us accomplish that, what would that be, Terry? Uh, I mean, so if you're focused on something and you're getting a lot of input that says that it isn't going to happen, what's the best thing you can do? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? It, it, it isn't. Yeah. 
it isn't like there's one thing, Bobby. I, we we, we want to ask questions. Oh, you hold your palms up so you can be receptive or breathe into your oh, nose. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I know that, but for a beginning, for a start, to help ourselves stay focused because, you, you see, you, it's our vision. It's our dream. We know it to be the truth. You, Nobody you, else you, is going to know that like we know it, just like I, the I think you, you need saw to, that as real. Bobby, I think you need to integrate the tools of choice. I just think doing a few affirmations in the morning doesn't do much. You've got to get clear on your focus. You've got to get clear on your focus. I think you have to take a look within yourself about what you believe about action. What do you need to do to create that focus? Then you need to take a look at what's your mental environment, because your mental environment comes from your past. So if you've got this new focus moving towards health, you've got this is what you're going to do about maintaining that focus, then what are your thoughts? Do you need to write some new affirmations so that whenever you think about that aspect of your life, this is what you think about? And are you going to spend time uh, daydreaming about this whole process? So what you're doing is integrating the tools of choice to take charge of your creative mind. Because we don't want to talk about it in our movement. Jesus never said you get what you pray for. Right. He said you right. get what you believe. All so of these Knox tools. used to so, tell us you don't get what you pray for, you get what you expect. You get what you believe. And that's what I was trying to get earlier, that what Jesus brought to the party was you don't have to change. This power is already backing up your consciousness. If you're not getting what you want, it's because of what's in your consciousness. So the focus then is change your consciousness. You don't have to pray to God. Change your consciousness. When you do a prayer, rather than turn it over to the Lord, take that prayer and lock it into your reality that this is the way it is. Yes. So yes. what happens is to, to really begin to, to demonstrate at the level that Johnny and Ernest Holmes and Jesus was talking about was you need to take charge of your creative mind. You need to take yes. charge of your belief systems. Yes, yes. Yes, I think that's for Thank you, Terry. That's exactly the kind of stuff I love to hear. Thanks, yes. Bobby. Thanks, Bob. Okay, I'll man. See you God later, bless buddy. you both. God bless. You know, while while you were talking, Terry, uh, something came into mind. I'm a movie buff, and I like all type of movies. And I'm, um, you know, besides ministry, I love martial arts. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about this movie, um, Kill Bill Two, with Uma Thurman. <laughs> and in the movie, she she has to go away to this mountain to learn from this Taoist master uh, named Pai Mei. And Pai Mei was supposed to be this immortal, literally immortal Kung Fu master who mastered himself to the point where he can just keep himself alive. And in the movie, he's teaching her how to punch, like, you know, like one inch. And you're supposed to punch at the wood, and eventually he can punch through the wood. And he said to her, because she was punching and she was becoming timid, and he said to her, you fear the wood when the wood should be fearing you. And that statement stood out to me when I saw the movie, because we see the experience and we get scared. What I, you know, instead of realizing we have the power, you know, so we have to stop fearing the wood and learn how to concentrate and focus the power. The difference between a, 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 a light that lights up your room and a laser is the concentration of the light. Mm-hmm. 
but it's the same light. So many times it's not that we don't have enough understanding or whatever. It's how are we using it? You know, my favorite statement in all of new thought, if I could just take one statement and leave everything else, it would be this. There's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding, which was written by Emmett Fox in the yes. Sermon on the Mount. To me, that statement is the where the rubber hits the road. There's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. What I understand currently is demonstrating itself. Yeah, that's it, it's like you want to take a look at your current results. All they do is reflect your current beliefs. Yes. Yes. So you take a look at what's going on in your life, your circumstances, those are all, they're just a reflection of your current beliefs. But see, if, if I own that, then, then all this stuff about letting go and letting God and turning over my will to God's will, all of that comes, goes up for grabs. Because mm-hmm. it, once you, once you really get that it's done as I believe, it's real tough to let go and let God anymore because when you let go and let God, all you're getting is what you believe. That's what Jesus said. But we sometimes don't want to take that much ownership. Yeah. In the yeah. book, in the in my book, it talks about if it's to be, it's up to me. Yes. yes. Since the power of God's already backing up my belief system, if I believe in want and sickness and lack, then the infinite power of God will move in my life, and I will get want and sickness and lack. Yes. And so the real key, what Unity says, is you can take charge of your belief systems. And that's what my whole website's about. It's what my whole teaching is about, you know, TerryMcBride.net. The whole thing is about how do I begin to take charge of my belief systems so that I can start moving to what I want instead of just putting out fires and dealing with what I don't want. Absolutely, absolutely. And I would highly recommend to bring Terry into your church, your center. You don't even have to have a church because people need to be empowered. If you, you know, when you start talking about people who are dealing with health issues, health care right now is the issue in the United States. Yeah. And, yep. and you know, we have a system that says, okay, let it break down, then fix it. Now, that's great if you if, if, if to have principles, whether spiritual or physical, to help that process. But how much work if we do the work ahead of time and and spiritualize the consciousness and take 100% responsibility for what's demonstrating in our lives right now, if we did that, how many things would we uh, just supersede? We, we would just, we would be at a, such a high level of consciousness. Most of this stuff we wouldn't even touch. I, I can remember in one of Joe Goldsmith's books, Terry, where he mentions about, uh, being is is where was imbued with truth that you can live above ninety percent of the things that people are going through in the world just by really knowing who you are in God and who God is in you. That's freedom, in my opinion. You know, people can talk about a whole bunch of things, but my introduction to and I know I, and you might not know this, and I'm r- really wrapping into this really in detail in our last four minutes. But my introduction to New Thought within the first month and a half of me coming to Christ Universal Temple was I had a severe asthma attack and almost died at age 20. Mm-hmm. So when I start studying New Thought, that's why your testimony you have resonates any, with me. you have asthma anymore? No, no. No, you, you, that, heal, you healed it? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I can remember um, 
being in class, reading all the books, listening to Johnny, et cetera, and going and taking the test that I needed to take. And they couldn't find any symptoms, anything. But they told me I still had to keep the two inhalers and I still had to take the, the medicine because it was so severe. I mean, literally, yeah. you know, I'm not saying metaphorically. I If I hadn't made it to the hospital and when I made it, if I'd have been 10, 15 minutes later, I would have died. Right. And now I remember now. telling you, the doctor. Uh, you healed that. Right. You said you yeah. healed that. So yeah. you, God didn't heal it. Right. So what ended up happening was, which was interesting, being 20 years old, and I can remember almost age 21, and after I came to my last checkup with the doctor that I was dealing with, that was the, you know, the person I was dealing with at the hospital, doing all my backup tests, because it was that severe, I had to keep going back. And I said, I feel great. I can play basketball with my buddies again. I don't need these inhalers. I haven't used them in a couple of months. You know, I haven't taken the pills. He's like, I understand that, but you still need to do this, this, and this because this was the damage that was done. Mm-hmm. And I can remember going home, and I prayed about it, and I said to myself, I'm going to prove this or I'm not going to be here. Now, that's not a stance I'm willing to tell anybody else to take. That's only a stance you can take for yourself. Yep. And I said, I'm either going to prove it or I'm not going to be here. And I told my mother, I was still living at home, and I said, Mom, um, I'm going to prove this. I don't want to be 20 years old. And, I, and he's telling me I can't go play basketball or hang out with my friends without being concerned about not being able to breathe right and, and taking these medicines and inhalers. And I said, I feel fine. So I threw the inhalers and the pills in the garbage. And I said, I'm going to prove this or I'm not going to be here. And she looked at me as a mother would because she introduced me to New Thought, but she would never thought in a million years that I would take that hard of a stance. And I had to know for myself if it was real. I wasn't trying to be a minister. I wasn't trying to be a teacher. I wasn't trying to uh, teach this message to anybody. All I wanted to do was be a normal 20, 21-year-old young man who had a body that worked right. And I'd yep. never been sick before. Yep. I know exactly what that's like. And and it and you studied the principles and then used them. You're not saying that people with asthma ought to throw their inhalers right. in the thing. Absolutely. You'd already you'd already demonstrated through several months that you didn't need it. Right. But what but what people want to get is if if you're willing, those listeners, if you're willing to explore this stuff and apply it. Not just think about applying it, but really work at it. What you can do is begin taking charge of not only your physical body, like your asthma and my infection, but you can begin to take charge of the circumstances in your life, how much love there is, how much joy there is, how much peace you feel. These principles will allow you to make your dreams come true. And when you make your dreams come true, what you will get is an experience of who you are that's even bigger than your dreams. That's what I think Jesus brought to the human race. Use these principles on your aspirations, your priorities. And when you demonstrate how these principles work, what you will get is an experience of who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it has been a pleasure. We have to wrap it up. We're going to have to do this again, Terry. We're going to have to find some time for us to do another show and, and maybe get into some more of the details of the principles. Again, uh, give them your website so they know how to get in contact with you and get your book, The Hell I Can't. TerryMcBride.net is my website. That's where I have my nine-week coaching program, which is me walking people through how to become your own teacher and listening to your own counsel. 
And then uh, you can go on Amazon and get my book, you know, in uh, paperback, or it's also on Kindle. It's called The Hell I Can. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. God bless you. And we're out of time, so I don't want to hold the producer any longer, but this this has been an absolute privilege, and we will be doing this again sometime soon. I'll be in contact, definitely. Thank you, and thank you all the listeners. Thank you, and we'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the quest for prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.